Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com or just give me a call. Well, we're continuing our shows called Associations That Matter. One of the big ones that matter is SIOR, Society of Industrial and Office Realtors. And we have a treat for you today. We have Mark Duclo. He is president of 2020 and 2021 of SIOR. Mark, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me, Michael. I appreciate it. Thank you. So I guess the first thing that a lot of my listeners might be curious about is, um, What's different for you guys, you know, dealing with, especially the office realtors, I guess the industrial uh, side of, of people are uh, jumping up and down, having a big time, but uh, uh, the office side may be uh, going through a little bit of a change. And then, you know, with every people working from home and, and you guys running an association, um, you know, what's, what's going on within the association these days? What's it like? So uh, let me take the first uh, question there, which is the office world. Yeah, it's uh, the tale of two, uh, two, it's two tales, right? It's uh, the, as you said, the industrial world is partying in the streets uh, for the most part. Certainly if you're in the logistics and the um, e-commerce side, there are more transactions than I think people could ever imagine. So that's one, one side of the coin. And the other side of the coin is the, uh, is the office world is sitting there wondering uh, what happened and wondering what's going to happen. And unfortunately, right now, it certainly appears that they're a little bit in purgatory because uh, clearly office uh, companies have decided not to bring uh, substantially bring their people back until originally it was Labor Day. And, and now they moved that to January 1. And some would argue that that's being moved to July 1. So not only do you not know uh, what the market um, going to look like, you're not going to know for quite some time when they start moving their people back in. And so I think what we're hearing, certainly on the big office side from our members, it's a really, it's just, um, it's gone quiet. There's just not a lot of transaction volume. I mean, you are starting to see some examples where Facebook has signed major deals and Microsoft, a major deal down in uh, Texas and, my, and the Facebook up in New York. And of course, Amazon just talked about signing a few big office leases. But really where we see in our members, they're really more talking about any kind of activity is more in the small to medium sized sector, but generally very much a quiet market. And they've had to, you know, they're getting asked a lot of questions about uh, what the office market looks like moving forward. And nobody knows. There's two sides of the coin. You know, is there going to be more social distancing, which means you need, need more space? Or is there going to be uh, no, not as many people working out of the, uh, out of the office and going to work at home? So obviously that, that, that goes to the people who think they're not going to need any office space in the future. So interesting times for our office members. Yeah, that, that certainly is. And, and judging from people I uh, talk to and work with, it seems like the, um, the work from home is, is pretty challenging. And I think as business starts rolling, the, the companies that have a lot of work from home and people deal with them and see how much difficult and slower everything is. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think uh, I don't think the office is dead yet. And and uh, Mark, you uh, also own uh, Century Commercial uh, Brokerage, do property management, construction management out of Hartford, Connecticut. And you know, you guys are dealing with uh, office and industrial tenants there, repping them. On the office tenant rep side, um, on these tenants you're dealing with, are they doing anything differently? Or are, are you hearing them say, are they saying they need more space? Are they saying they need less or more distance? What are they telling you? 
Yeah, from the brokerage side, you mean? Yes, sir. Yeah, so we are probably hearing more consistently that they're not willing to sign long-term leases. So any kind of lease that we may have been out for five to 10 years per se, is probably more of a two or three year. So they're cutting down their windows. Uh, they're maybe if they were ready to renew their lease, they're actually maybe moving it to a month a month as they buy a little time. But I would say generally the most consistent is more the term of the lease, not necessarily the size of the lease. So again, I don't think a lot of people have definition um, we had, do have some office tenants who are uh, worried about their existence, uh, frankly. So then we're spending more time negotiating rent deferment uh, than we are actually worried about the actual term of the lease. We're trying to make sure that they can pay their bills. So yeah. again, all over the board. And in and Hartford, uh, what's the situation with shutdown there? So our Connecticut right now is been, we've been pretty stable now for a while as it relates to COVID. Uh, the we generally have everything is open with the exception of restaurants. Restaurants are not 100% uh, open. They can operate outside. Uh, they can operate 25% capacity. I think it's 25% inside. We still have bars that are not open. Uh, so generally, those are the ones that are really significantly hurt right now. But everything else, and I might be missing a couple sectors there, are, are, are generally open. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, if your folks want to come down to Atlanta, where we're headquartered, restaurants and bars, everything are is open. Good or bad, it, it's open. So uh, <laughs> we so we've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually early. headed to I'm actually headed to South Carolina next week for SIOR. So uh, I will get a little taste of that. <laughs> there you go. Well, good. And speaking of that, you guys have the big conferences in in the fall and spring. And in the fall, uh, you have Create 360 but it's virtual. Tell us about it. Yeah. So it's uh, create 360 is uh, originally slated to be physically in Boston, as well as a virtual portion. Uh, we, because of the circumstances of uh, COVID we've uh, converted that to a, a full virtual event and uh, really looking forward to it. You know, when we had to, change to a virtual event for Transact 360, which is our spring conference. We were originally supposed to have that in Indian Wells, California, and we had to make a last minute decision to convert that to a virtual. And so the virtual conference that we had was pretty much a skinny down version because we just didn't have a lot of time to prep. As you know, back then, everybody in April, everybody was kind of learning the rules. Fortunately, we've learned the rules and we were able to, to uh, cancel the physical part of the conference and then really beef up the virtual part. So it's really been interesting. And of course, the other component there is the, you know, your video, uh, your video conferences of um, March of 2020 are not the same video conferences of, of October of 2020. Zoom and GoToMeeting and Teams, they've all really added major features. So we're actually looking forward to a very vibrant conference thing that offers pretty much everything that's offered on a physical conference and then some, uh, I think as it relates to trying to connect people, which is generally what we try to do. We connect people so they can develop relationships. The content that we offer uh, is, is actually a vehicle, this, this virtual vehicle is in some ways uh, even better. Uh, we're really thrilled with our speaking lineup. Uh, we've got uh, Condoleezza Rice, U.S. Secretary of State, uh, former Secretary of State. We've got uh, Alan Mullally, who is the uh, former 
CEO of Ford Motor Company, and Leslie Odom Jr., the uh, the um, you know the Grammy and Tony Award winning actor from uh, everybody knows as uh, Aaron Burr at uh, Hamilton, of Hamilton I should say. So we've actually been able to get a really great lineup. And I say we, our staff, our people that work at SIOR every day trying to put this together. So absolutely exciting. We opened up registration, came hard out of the gates just a week or so ago, and um, looking forward to some great things. Well, great. And their website is SIOR.com. And uh, the event uh, Create 360 is October 21st to 23rd. And is it only open uh, to members, Mark? It is not. It's open to everyone. So you can get online and you can register. And we actually appreciate you bringing that up because uh, that is that is open to, to everyone. So every, who, every should, conference. who should attend and, and what might be the biggest thing they'd get out of it? Well, I think it, it's a lot of different facets. So if you like listening to really good speakers, uh, I think we've got uh, three really good speakers as headliners and we have other speakers under that. I think if you're looking for uh, content, so everybody is out looking for information on what this market looks like, what the market's gonna look like. So from an educational content, or from round tables, uh, panels and those things. So if you're looking for educational content, and if you're looking just to connect with people, uh, the venue is, as I said earlier, is gonna allow you to be able to connect with people. Um, and people, again, we, we argue, we're, we are opening up to a much bigger uh, population now, right? Because it's not like everybody chooses to fly into Boston and be there physically, but now you can go online. And so that means you can connect with a heck of a lot more people. So I would say, uh, you want content from a speaker standpoint, content from a panel standpoint, education from roundtables and panels, and then connections. Uh, we've got it all. And as far as who would get the most value out of it, could it be uh, principals, investors? Could it be who, who might uh, like it? Uh, absolutely. I think all of the above. So we also have a great sponsor uh, lineup and exhibitors who are with us all the time and we appreciate them being with us uh, not only physically but virtually. They also have the opportunity to meet our members. Our members have the opportunity to meet them. And as you just said, developers, investors, uh, uh, tech, prop tech uh, kind of companies and those uh, right across the board, just an opportunity to, to get to meet and greet. Okay. And show your products, and the and certainly from a from a vendor standpoint, from an exhibitor and sponsor standpoint, the opportunity for them to be able to present their product and their services to all of our members and attendees at the conference. Yeah, and I, and I really like what you said, Mark. There, it's interesting. You think about the a Zoom conference or a conference that was you know early on in this thing, and then when you guys are doing in October. Um, so on the networking side. You know, how does that work? How is that better? Sell me uh, from uh, I can't drive. I can't fly to Boston and, and enjoy, you know, meeting person to person. Tell me how it might work uh, uh, at uh, Create 360. All right. So I'm not the tech guy. So I'm, okay. I'm a little bit out of my wheelhouse there. But um, all I can tell you is because of Zoom or whatever we want to call it, everybody calls it Zoom, right? That seems like it's like a Kleenex uh, right in the tissue department. But um, the, I have, every, everybody's been operating this climate now for six months. I have met more people as president uh, online than I ever would have met if I was on the road 
um, shaking hands and kissing babies, as I call it. So if I was on the road show, that would have been a very limited audience because I'm limited to the amount of time I can just travel, right? Uh, in this case, I've met more members, I think, than any president of SIOR has ever met or will ever meet uh, in, in a one-year period. And I think that's an example of our conference. Our conference is gonna have the venue that's gonna allow you to pop out to have one-on-ones just like you and I are having, group conferences. Uh, we're even having our Baron Bull session. Our Baron Bull session is a, uh, is a uh, cocktail party that celebrates our sponsors and our members. And so we're, we're able to replicate that online. How we do that specifically, I'm not sure. I think I'm learning that as we go. <laughs> Uh, you're, yeah, you're you're the president. They'll just you just show up right, and it's ready to go. Exactly. Uh, that's good. Well, Mark, what would you leave our audience with to think about? You know, here we are in uh, late August of 2020. Uh, I guess we we don't we're pre-vaccine, so we're not post-vaccine or pandemic. Uh, people are starting to get back to work, but uh, still afraid to be in the offices. Industrials uh, kind of doing extremely well. What would you leave our audience with to think about? related to, if they're a member of SOR or not, uh, think about moving forward. I guess I would say this, and, and this is, for people who have listened to me, this is probably not a surprise. Um, I think one thing the COVID crisis has taught us is that even in the worst crisis and the most unusual crisis we could ever think of, there is opportunity. And as long as we look for that opportunity, I think we spend a lot of time probably worrying about what we don't have rather than what we have. Um, I think SIOR has been a good example of pivoting to figuring out what we have, maybe what we didn't have, but what we should have and the opportunity to accelerate our organization. Um, we are known as a very much a physical organization, um, going out to conferences physically, going to conferences regional, national, chapter conference, cha chapter meetings and things like that. One of our weaknesses was on the virtual side and in the last six months, we've fixed that weakness. And it's really been fun to watch and we have actually become a better organization because of uh, COVID and offering better value to our clients, to our, to our members, uh, not just physical, but also online. And I think if everybody can look at that from their own companies or from their own individuals, you know, start pushing forward. Look at when you're gonna be out of this, because we will be out of this and understand that you hopefully we're gonna have more, more tools in your toolbox to be able to present for your clients and use for your clients and offer better services. SIOR has done that, we're gonna continue to do that. And I guess that would be my charge to everybody listening to this interview. That's well said. I love that, Mark, because uh, there are some positives out of everything. And I think we're going to have a much healthier environment moving forward, which I really think we needed. I think companies and individuals hopefully will be be more efficient. Um, and uh, and uh, and so, yeah, the, look at the, the positive side of these things. That, that's great. Well, Mark, thanks for joining us. I think you're going to have a great event. I'll try to attend. And uh, thanks for being with us today. All right, just Michael, I gotta, I gotta correct that. Don't try to attend, attend. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, so, thanks so much for having me. I right, really, I appreciate it, we appreciate it. All right, thank you, Mark. And uh, thank you for joining us uh, around the country. And stay with us. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Site selection, marketing, and property due diligence has just changed. Check out Vista Property Report slash CRE Show. That's Vista Property Report slash CRE Show. Use promo code CRE Show. You will love this product. 
Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Would you like to be the top producing commercial broker in your office? Check out Michael Bull's video training. Since you're a show listener, you receive 10% off your first purchase. At checkout, use discount code CREshow. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I am Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by Vista Property Report. This is incredible technology that tracks smartphones and where people's smartphones are located. Really got to check it out. You can actually get some free reports. Just go to vistapropertyreport.com slash CRE show. You will love it. Well, today we're doing one of our shows called Associations That Matter. And there's a handful of really good associations involving commercial real estate. And one of my favorites is CREW, Commercial Real Estate Women. And it's not only women that are members, but it's mostly women. And it's an incredible group. I'm involved and I'm a member. And it's amazing how helpful everyone is around the country in different roles in commercial real estate uh, and we have a treat for you we have christine gorham who she is a ccim uh, she's here with us today she's the 2020 president of crew she's also director of development with caddis healthcare real estate christine good to see you again good to see you michael thanks for having me well the first thing i have to ask you about is you know what is going on with crew from you guys having to put on the brakes on kind of normal operations uh, and do this virtual uh, world. And then also, you know, all your members, all, all of us are more needy. We, we need more <laughs> input. We need more help, don't we? What's it been like? That's right. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely been the year that we did not expect. And I think I can say that for just about everybody. So one of the things I'll say is, uh, is really in March, really everything kind of came to a screeching halt and really revved up at the same time in March. So March 17th, Tuesday, March 17th, Wendy Mann, who's the crew CEO, network CEO, and I, we got on a call that Tuesday morning and we just said, oh, wow, like the world's different. And what do we need to do? We need to pivot immediately. We need to bring value to our members. What do they need? And we immediately went into programming mode. We, uh, we fortunately have been working on the Zoom platform. The way our board of directors has worked over the last several years is over the Zoom platform because we're all over a couple different continents. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we've already had that in place and we immediately went straight to Zoom and started programming. And some of the th- things we did right out of the gate, right away questions were, what's happening with leases? What are we doing with our tenants? What about force majeure? All of those kind of questions immediately started to kick in. And, and you know, and insurance provisions are recovered and things like that. So we immediately started programming. Thankfully, we have tons of experts in within Crew Network itself. We were able to call on our members and right away put programming in place. Uh, since then, we have talked. We have hit all kind of industries. Uh, we have talked about all kind of programs, and we uh, had things like the CARES Act when that first came out. We had the Real Estate Roundtable join us. 
help our members understand, our business owners, what does that look like? What did they need to do? What was available to them? So we did things right away. And to date, we've done over 50 programs. We've had, I think, somewhere between 4,500 and 5,000 views of our program since March. So right away, it was, what can we do to value for value? That's great. And have you had some of your members, Christine, that uh, have been uh, laid off or furloughed? And, and uh, what, what are you guys doing there? Yeah, no, unfortunately, you know, it's a downturn. And it was originally a healthcare issue, which has now become more of a financial issue. And unfortunately, it's impacted companies. And yes, we have definitely seen, I can't say that we've had a lot of membership impacted, but I will say that we have heard from some members. And one of the things, again, the word of the year is pivot. And we instituted what's called the, the crew cares program. And right away we went into resume building. What do you need to do to update your resume? We also did a program with Corn Ferry. What does it look like to work with recruiters? How do you pivot in your uh, career? How do you look at things from a different angle? So we've done some things like that to help people who need to make the change or need to get things in place to go to the next step. So trying to, again, be there for our members. And you guys have some pretty um, fantastic meetings uh, in the in the local networks around, and then also your annual convention. You have your annual convention September 15th, and I guess it is now virtual? It sure is. We were supposed to be in Austin, Texas this year, and I uh, was really looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, we just really, crew members just really pull so much energy from each other. And really, when we get together, we network. I'm, and we've I've heard that from so many people. I've had you know, um, I'm in healthcare and I've worked a lot with healthcare programs over the years. And I'm always happy to hear when these speakers come in and I'm walking the marketplace floor with them. I have always heard the comment, my gosh, you guys network more than anybody else I've ever seen. This is amazing how you guys work. And uh, so we're, you know, we're going to miss the buzz, as they say, that that human energy buzz. But I'll tell you, we are we are really ramped up, and it is such a complex process putting all of this together virtually. We the board made the decision a couple of months ago, and it, we really got to the point where, both for financial and planning reasons, we needed to make a decision: is it a go no go for live? And um, it was one of the hardest decisions because everybody loves our convention. But uh, it just, it was the right thing to keep everybody safe and to be respectful too. You know, the companies that are sending their employees, uh, you know, it's not fair to them to put them at risk. And we just felt like it might be fine, but we'd rather hedge on, this, on that side of being safe. But we've got over 50 sessions planned. We've got 20, over 20 small groups, uh, intimate learning and networking opportunities. We've got 15 breakout sessions for business networking. 14 live Q&A sessions with industry experts and thought leaders. Eight, we're doing this in eight unique learning formats, which is gonna be really interesting. And I'll tell you, I am not a technology person, but I am so glad these folks know what they're doing. And some of the stuff we've already done has just blown my mind. It's been fantastic. So, you know, we're trying to get it to, so it's not just, you know, staring at a screen all day, every day. We're trying to make it very interactive and really banking it so that you're getting the industry information but you also have the chance to break down into smaller groups and digest some of that. And again, the key word is networking, the values in the networking. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. It sounds like you've got a lot of great uh, sessions. What are a couple sample uh, sessions that um, our listeners may want to know about? 
Sure. I mean, we're doing, you know, just some of the industry sessions that you would normally see. So, you know, whether it's office or industrial healthcare, and, you know, the, the typical food groups was what I would say as far as uh, industry updates. We also have um, Ravathi Roy. She is a pioneer of Asia's first women's cab services, actually. She's going to be speaking. She is on uh, Fortune India's 50 Most Powerful uh, Women, which will be interesting to hear from her. She has a really interesting story. And then, um, you know, we've got capital markets. We're going to be covering capital markets and investments. And uh, we have us, one of the really fun speakers that we're going to have is for our keynotes is Diane Keaton. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's going to, I think she's just going to be fantastic. You know, she has done so much for women in entertainment. And she said she's been in that male dominated industry that started to have more uh, progression with women. And she's been a big, big key part of that. And as part of her speaking and learning more about her, she actually has done a lot with development and conversion and real estate in LA, believe it or not. So she's done a lot of design work. Who knew? Interesting. Yeah. Well, excellent. Well, um, if I want to ask you, I know working at Caddis Healthcare Real Estate, uh, you guys do uh, healthcare real estate and you do uh, senior housing. Um, and uh, before we ask, I want to ask you just a couple questions about what you're seeing there today. Uh, but back to uh, crew, guys, everyone, if, if you're a female and you're in anything in, involved in commercial real estate, you really should be a member. Uh, my brokers, uh, uh, female brokers are involved. Uh, like I said, I'm a member. Go to crewnetwork.org. You really got to check it out. You should really be involved. And uh, when Christine talks about the networking, it is real. I mean, I'm involved in some other uh, groups, commercial real estate uh, associations, and there's nothing like crew. Um, uh, I know you've said this before, Christine. It's like if you if you wanted to, you could do a complete involved transaction. Absolutely, do it with well, all within crew, and you would be dealing with really really good people. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. We always say A to Z, right? Architects to zoning and everything in between, attorneys, environmental, brokers, you name it. And so it's, and it's great. And I'll tell you one of the best things, not only the networking from a standpoint of, uh, you know, doing an actual transaction, but when you're working with your clients and they need help, and I will say this is one example I give all the time. I work on a national basis now, but at one point in time, I was here just purely here in Atlanta. And you know, I had a client who had family business that was out of state and they were trying to decide on one of two properties. And they just happened to mention it to me and they said, you know, I'm really trying to track down some information. Is there any chance you know somebody in that market? And I said, you know what, give me a minute. Let me make a couple calls within three hours. So I called one particular crew chapter and they said, actually, that's going to be this chapter in a different part of the state that um, really will have more contact there. And so I reached out to that chapter, literally went on our, uh, we have a members only application. I went on, literally plugged in that, that chapter and, and che checked a broker box and hit send. And I had, I think three or four names pop up and it was a smaller market. And um, the, the names popped up. I called one person and they said, I'm not your person, but I know who is, gave me the name. All of that was within 15 minutes. 
And within three hours, I had a full digest of that entire market, gave it to my client. I wasn't representing them in that market, but as a client service, gave it to him. <clears throat> and he said, Christine, I don't know how you just did that. But um, I've been trying to get all this information, and that is unbelievable. And of course, it was disclaimer, disclaimer. This is, you know, this yeah. is what I've got. But, uh, but he was so impressed. He said, I will always use your services. This is amazing. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. So it's the resources, it's the reaching across and really, and I say too, if you're trying to get new ideas, maybe you're not, you know, your market, or maybe, you know, it's common to not want to ask people who are your competitors in your market. You can reach across the, reach across the country, reach across continents and get ideas. And uh, so that's been fun too. Yeah. Well, one thing I like about the commercial real estate, uh, industry is that, uh, at certain times we are, uh, competing with some, some of our, um, peers, but the next day we may be doing a transaction with them. So it's a yeah. very professional environment and, and you guys at crew are, are just a great example of how it should be done. Um, and before I let you go, Christina, I want to ask you on your, um, senior housing properties. Okay. Um, you know, there was some bad press, uh, if it bleeds, it leads right about what happened in some of, uh, senior housing properties. Um, and then I realized, I guess, expenses, I guess, are up for senior housing properties. Labor may be a little tougher, um, and it's probably a little harder to, to get new tenants, uh, if you will, in some of these properties. How, how, are you, how are you guys seeing your senior housing portfolio uh, perform right now, and what do you expect moving forward for kind of the view of senior housing? Sure. Um, <clears throat> no, so it's definitely, you know, it was definitely a big part of the news, right, with everything that was going on with COVID. Uh, fortunately, Caddis did a very a very good job, and we worked with our operators, and uh, so we we had a really good track record through this. And one of the things that I would say is, you know, just immediately jumping on everything. Um, clearly, you know, you have so there are people that would maybe um, leave either to go be with family members, or that they would pass away from some other reason, not a non-COVID type reason. The hard part is that you don't have people flocking to get in at this point in time. Right. So, um, so it's been tough, but our numbers haven't shifted so drastically that it's been that huge of an impact from the standpoint of, you know, we haven't had uh, places just clear out or anything like that. And to be honest with you, there is so much additional protocol uh, and regular, you know, what we're doing to keep everything tight and clean and everything else and distance. There's so much care that's going into it that actually it's probably the best time ever historically to be in in our senior living places, you know. And it's just like everything else, every other property. Everybody's looking at okay, what can we do to improve? And you know, before things like cleaning, people are like, well, clean when people can't see you, you know, clean behind their backs, and so they don't. You're not showing disruption. Now everybody wants to smell the bleach. Everybody wants to see every you out in front and all those types of things and and you know the other part of it too with senior living um, that I think we do such a great job is is the connectivity is because they're shut off from the outside world it's there's a lot of um, you know the mental side of things that come with it an emotional side and um, and we've paid a really big um, part of our attention to making sure that people still feel connected we've had the fortunate of celebrating you know like the 101st birthday party and that sort of thing so we've had um, you know so like everything, there's always two sides to it. So we've had some good and, and some bad, but um, things are starting to come back around. And I think uh, that 
you know, as the vaccine comes out and as people start to get back into the norm, which we're starting to see a little bit more of that, and we have had move-ins, which is exciting. Okay. Um, we're going to see it. We're going to see it come back. I just think it's a very necessary part of our demographic, and we are still at the front end of our silver tsunami. Right. So it's we still have the need, and it's just a matter of having the right protocols in place. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you what you think about uh, kind of the, related to that, kind of the consumer's view of senior housing having gone through uh, COVID and and, uh, and and also kind of the investor's view of, of senior housing having gone through COVID. My mother is in a senior housing property that's very well run, and I am so glad she is there. I mean, it is so well, well run, and, and while I can't physically see her and hug her, um, that's part of the safety and, and what they're doing for her makes it so much safer than she would, if she would have been at home. Uh, and uh, it makes me think, wow, I, I really think better of senior housing. But I've heard some people say, hey, let's get them out of those places and, you know, let's protect them. What do you think the view is moving forward? Yeah, I think it's like everything else. You know, there's a pendulum swing that happens when it's everybody has an initial panic. But I think when everything settles out and you really look back at it, the number of people that are in senior living, when you look at it from a percentage standpoint, it's still a very, very, very small percentage of the entire senior living population that was uh, impacted. Right. And um, and it's like everything else. You have good quality and you have poor quality, and that existed before, right? So um, so I think it's it's just you have to do your homework and you have to just look at what the track records are and look at the quality and and um, you know you can get walk into a place and get a pretty good sense, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I'd say you know if you're looking for senior, spend the time, do the interviews, you know, spend time and walk around and see what the residents look at the faces at the residents, you know. <laughs> Right. right. And the workers. And I will tell you, right. look at the workers that are there. The happy right. workers make happy clients. Absolutely. Those are good points. And you guys own a lot of uh, health care properties, medical yeah. buildings. And you know, some healthcare systems and providers have had a tough time with some of the shutdowns and, and some of the um, procedures that, that couldn't be done. Um, what do you guys see overall in, in the medical office world as far as as collections and occupancy uh has it been a, at least some sort of hit on on collections or occupancy yet not much we had a um initially we did a few workouts you know we we didn't kind of do a blanket statement i heard some companies were doing blanket statements with how they were handling uh, their receivables and we didn't do that. We just did everything on an individual basis because we've every every lease is individual, right? Some and we have all kind of different term lengths and things like that that we're still remaining. And everybody's circumstances are different. So we looked at everybody on an individual basis. We did several workouts and 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 in the end a lot of them ended up getting relief and came back to us and said thanks so much for being willing to work with us but we really don't need we don't need to use it which was fantastic and so from a um and a you know receivable perspective we've remained really solid yeah well i've heard some uh, numbers from our clients we sell medical office buildings that mm -hmm. you know their collections have been anywhere from 97 to 100 um, percent mm -hmm. and that you know that's fantastic and and it kind of shows you that you know what? We do need medical. <laughs> you know, yeah, we do. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do without it. We sure do. No, and I'll be honest with you, 1989, not to give away my age, in 1989, uh, I had been working 
actually for a residential developer and uh, I was working in the finance area and, and um, you know, I got cut down to four days and on, and then I said, okay, I'll do anything to work five days. And said, they said, can you mark it? I said, I can mark it. So on the fifth day I marked it <laughs> and, I, and on the fifth day while I was marketing, you know, and so uh, during that time period, I thought, okay, what is going to be something that's going to be a little more resistant than this? And I thought healthcare. Oh, so, yeah. so that's how I got into healthcare. And I'll be honest nice. with you this year, this year is the first time that I've really felt the impact uh, in on healthcare and even feeling the impact on the healthcare side of real estate, uh, as you said, the receivables, I think the lowest number I've heard so far is 87% uh, mm-hmm. from somebody. Yeah. And that was a different company, but it was still, uh, it's, it's still, you know, the princess of properties, as they say. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And there seems to be a lack of, of product available to, 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 to buy. Uh, we're trying, boy, we're trying. Keep bringing them. <laughs> we will. I mean, yeah, we uh, just took out a, a, a portfolio medical office building is something just over 40 million. And uh, I know you guys looked at it and, and it is under contract. And we went out kind of during COVID, uh, which was kind of an interesting decision. And part of the decision to go out to market was that, well, there's not a lot of product. Right. Um, and the collections are very stable. Interest rates are low. Let's do it. Uh, and we had some of the REITs that uh, were kind of on the sidelines, uh, but we still had a lot of offers and a lot of CA. So um, for yeah, I can say, uh, well, sorry. Hey, no, no, I was no, just no. going to say we have like five or six that we're getting that we have in the pipeline to close now. Nice. Nice. Um, before I let you go, Christine, what would you leave our audience with uh, related to crew, uh, whether they're members or they're not members yet, uh, to think about that where crew might be uh, helpful to them moving forward here? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Sign in and look, take a look at joining us for the convention again, September 15th to 17th. It is going to be really, really interesting. Uh, again, I think it's going to be um Exciting. We've got uh, also, I forgot to mention Mary Legend. She's the head of global investment research for Heitman's going to be joining us as well. And Chris Lee's president and CEO of CEL and associates. And so we've got a lot of really solid speakers that are going to kind of set us with what's going on. What can you do? The changing dynamic of the workforce. What does that look like? That's going to be a big part of what everybody's thinking. What are we going to be going forward? So we're going to be talking about a lot of those types of things. But I would say come check us out. We can uh, we have a non-member rate. Certainly, it's a lot more discounted for members. Um, feel free to become a member and then go to the convention. Uh, but I think one of the things, if you talk to anybody, and we sort of have a joke in, in the my, between my husband and myself, and he says, you know, he's like, how can so many uh, women get together and you're all A-type personality professionals? You're all just really trying to get out there and kill it. Like, so what, how do you all just make this happen? And how is this, how does this thrive? Mm-hmm. And I just said, cause we're all on the same mission. And all you know, the same what? Or we're all on the same mission. mission. We're all, yeah, we're all trying to, you know, we want to help each other. We want to help make transactions happen. We want to make deals happen. We're all interested in success and we're all interested in being there for each other and doing whatever it takes. And sometimes that means you're doing it for something that you're going to gain. Sometimes it's not. And um, so I would just say it's one of the most inviting organizations that really have the interest of each other at heart. And we're really trying to make things happen and make it a better place. We do a lot. We just, we just uh, went over the $1 million mark of scholarships. We, we just uh, did 25 more scholarships 
for women looking to go into commercial real estate this year. We do undergrad and postgrad scholarships. So that's exciting. We're over the million dollar mark. And, um, and now we're in the US, Canada, the UK. We're working with India. We have uh, had a call this morning. It was India, Singapore, Mumbai, and we're talking with Mexico. So, um, so we're really getting our global reach out there. We were uh, all set to have a lot of meetings at MIPM this year, which is the world's largest uh, commercial real estate conference, and it's held over in France, and unfortunately that got canceled, but uh, we followed up on a lot of that, and we're still, we're still growing. So again, you know, even if you're in a, in a smaller um, sector or smaller town, I will tell you, you know, real estate's local, but it's also global. So there are people coming in from other countries, money's coming in from other countries, and we're seeing that um, everywhere. We're seeing a lot of foreign investment. So, so plug in, lots of good information. Great. Well, excellent. And you guys do a great job, Christine. Thank you for Thank joining you. us today. Absolutely, Michael. So it's always good to talk with you. Thanks so much for having me. All right, and take yeah. care. Thank you. So the Crew uh, National Convention is virtual. It's September 15th to September 17th. Uh, check it out. It's crewnetwork.org. And as you just heard, if uh, you're a member, you definitely should sign up and, and be involved. If you're a non-member, you can also uh, get involved. So check it out. Uh, and thanks for joining us today for the show. Let us know uh, what you think. Uh, if you will, please share the show with others who might uh, take advantage of the benefits of uh, Crew and uh, join us uh, on our social media sites and uh, reach out to us. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Appreciate the show? Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Vista Property Report slash CRE Show. Incredible analysis using smartphone technology. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.